welcome to New Moon Movie Night, a moon-synced movie review show, hosted by Syrah and Nevi. And we're back. Ah. It's New Moon Movie Night. This is Syrah. This is Neve. And it's my pick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are in the second episode of our romance focus. Romance. Romance. <laughs> um, <laughs> bop myself with the mic. Um, and I picked RRR. Yes, you did, I my friend. fucking did. <sighs> okay, so... My heart is like a flutter just knowing we're about to talk about this movie. And so I have all of these questions that are not our next segment. So let me ask, what are you bringing to your pick of RRR? I am bringing a a completely novice perspective to Bollywood and Telugu film like not my bag. I've never really gotten into it. I loved this. Uh, I heard about it off of a bunch of like other fucking film review podcasts. I love kind of being like, we're not going to talk about it. Just go watch it. And so I love when anyone recommends movies that way. Like a lot of my favorite movies are, you know, like Midsummer, science of sleep. Like that's how people would kind of hype them to me. It's like, I don't want to tell you what's going on. I just need you to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I came to Netflix and I watched it and I sat through all three plus hours of it. Um, I did not take a break. Um, <clears throat> and it was perfect. Uh, and I just was so excited. It specifically was like, I cannot, I cannot wait for never to watch this. <laughs> I cannot wait for them. To- and then you said romance, like ultimately we like, we're going back and forth about it. And you said romance. And I was like, well, as I was thinking about what to pick for my side of the picks, it just, it fit. Yeah. It, it is a romance of like two men that really just like fucking love each other. And it also has like the side romances of both of them, like finding heterosexual love and like having love for their communities and like commitment to their like causes. And so, yeah, I just, I love it. <laughs> it's sweeping. It's romantic. There are multiple musical numbers. It's just so good. <laughs> and I'm just, it's really going to launch me into this whole, this whole land of film that I have not really gotten into yet. Cool. That's how, that's what I'm bringing. What are you, what are you bringing to your, your watch of RRR? Um, well, when you told me it was your pick, I had not heard of it. Um, so I was bringing, like a novice to a little bit of knowledge of Bollywood tropes and styles and then like not any knowledge of this movie or the director. But then I looked it up on my TV and it had this very like like two warriors kind of cover of the two of them and I was like is this a romance movie? Like, I guess so. And then I Googled 
is is our our romance movie yes i did (laughs) no you googled it i did i did because i was just curious because i'm like you think i was punking you no i didn't i just think it's interesting sometimes when films definitely market themselves as one thing but have this like undeniable subterranean truth that permeates throughout the whole thing um there's like a few different films that i can think of that feel like that where like the idea that gets across is that it is a love story but it's actually also a horror movie um so yeah i was just curious what other people said about what did it google say yeah and what the nuance was it pulled up this article um from a writer writing from Kathmandu and this person was saying that they definitely read this as a romance film um and I'm like I think the title was like this is a romantic love story between two macho men yeah um yeah and so I didn't want to read the article and spoil it before I watched the movie so I didn't I just read the title of the article (laughs) and then I was like okay cool and then I was just like and then I was like in my seat ready for the like meet cute how are these guys gonna find each other yeah um so yeah I was definitely bringing like curiosity and um enthusiasm for Bollywood although I didn't know it was gonna have Bollywood style and tropes in it including full musical sequences yes (laughs) more than one yes so beautiful so good it's oh my god so that's what I'm bringing great um (laughs) yeah and we're gonna I mean I know we just want to get right into this so this brings us to one of the most important tasks of our conversation this evening, which is to summarize the film RRR. And if you would share what that stands for. Um, it stands for uh, Rise, Roar, Revolt. Yes, it does. And we will get into the title more. <laughs> in a bit um but for now <clears throat> i Sire will take on the task of trying to summarize a three-hour film okay wait in we 30 have seconds to... you can't time Sorry, yourself in a minute 60 seconds Second, 60 seconds a three-hour film in 60 seconds uh here is the timer let me know when you like multiple dramatic things happen in oh, Act yeah. One. I'm gonna have to really parse this down into the the core plot. Okay. On your mark. Yeah. Get set. Uh-huh. Go. So in a small village, a girl is trying to just give a nice 
designed to a rich lady passing through, but the rich lady doesn't understand uh, kindness and generosity of strangers. So she tries to buy the child, which she succeeds in and gets away. So it sets uh, Beam on a path to go find the child from his village. Then we've got Ram, who's a fucking cop, and he's trying to rise to the top of the cops, but secret time, he's doing it to try and also get guns to his village to start a revolt there. So we've got two freedom fighters that cross paths in this town, one looking for his village member, one trying to get guns and they become besties because they're fucking superhero bros that are meant to be together and they both help each other find the loves of their lives romantically outside of each other but also they like shame white men in public which is fucking hilarious and great uh including a full dance sequence uh one goes to jail one gets their ass kicked in public by the other but in the end they fight literally transformer style on top of each other to win and start a revolt in their respective places to kick out the fucking british That um, is how you do it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> uh, okay. I think if you want to hear more, hang out with us on the podcast or listen. Well, I said that wrong. Mm. <clears throat> if you want to hear more, hang out with us over at the Emerald for our full written review or listen to us uh, at anchorfm.com. Acre.fm slash mouth. Yeah, it stands for mouth water. That's us. To hear the full audio episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's when my stop starts out. Thank you so much. What? <laughs> it's when my stop starts out. Thank you okay. so much. <laughs> like I do like the idea of. Like, you were like, kick the British ass! I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I bet. Yeah, I was trying to pull back, but I got excited. <laughs> I um, I like us doing like a goodbye on there. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, I tried to remember the first time, but definitely forgot. Yeah, mm-hmm, me too. Give a little sign off. Do I sound echoey? No. But you gotta. Yeah, project. But you don't sound echoey to me. Okay. Are you going to smoke that? I'll light that before I start talking, yes. Um, all right. Well, you did you note? I didn't know and with but I'm a cheerleader, it was an unintentional choice where I was just like stoned and I love but I'm a cheerleader and I was like I kind of have this movie memorized so I'm going to watch it in the background and with this one it was that I was glued (laughs) to the screen and I couldn't move and I was like and I was listening to it in is it Telugu Um, I believe so I was listening to it in its written language and uh and having the English subtitles on because I don't really like dubbed. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I can't miss a moment of this. <laughs> yeah. My next watch is about to be. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's Hindi or Telugu. But I know you say Telugu film. Yeah. Um, I think that is the language. They also said, yeah, when I looked it up, they said Telugu language film. Yeah. But then in parentheses on the title on Netflix, it says Hindi. Hindi. Right. And I was reading about the titles. We'll get into that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they called it RRR as just the working production title off of the names of the uh, director and the two leads, which I'm going to pull up now because I'm going to take a moment to objectify this man. Oh, my God. 
I'm just going to take at least one moment to solidly objectify this man. Hold on. I just need to make sure I get his name right while I do this. (laughs) I'm really excited that I feel like we each like a different man in this. And it's very perfect (laughs) because they can be gay for each other and gay for us. And it's ideal. So we've got SS Rajamuli, who is the director. We've got N.T. Rama Rao Jr., who plays Koramam Bean. And then we have Ram Charanteja, who plays Alori Sitarama Raju. Right. Now, Beam gets introduced. Uh, he's the one from the village. Mm-hmm. Gets introduced capturing a wild tiger. Literally with his bare body. <laughs> It's so good. Listen, if you even lightly drooled at Chris Hemsworth flexing on a fucking helicopter, you're going to be weak. You're going to be weak. Okay. When you see Beam fucking like cage a tiger with his like fists and some rope. First, Uh, he like pours blood or whatever over his Mm -hmm. head and it like trickles down his body. We get a slow pan of his like glistening, hairy like pecs. I'm trying not to call this man's butt be so rude, this man. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Did I scream about titties the first time that I saw the movie? Yes. (laughs) Because I was overwhelmed. (laughs) <laughs> like the thigh meat on display it's uh, it's absurd um anyway so he then knocks the tiger out with like a bomb of plant matter to the face and then apologizes to the tiger for for using it for his purposes forehead to forehead and it's, says forgive me brother yeah and it's beautiful it's so good it's quality shit uh we get introduced to uh rom uh, as he's guarding a police station uh, where there's a riot happening in response to something that happened in another town. He's a part of the British Raj, which is the settler colonial occupying army of British occupied India that is made up of both white and Indian soldiers. So they're calling him traitor and he's like literally beating his way through hundreds of people to arrest one man who defaced some property on the police station. Uh, and it's how we get shown that he is, he is determined. Uh, he is capable. He is uh, like destructive in a creative way. Um, he can't, it's the best version of the like one versus a hundred that are, it's in so many action movies. It's like the best one I've seen lately. Me too. Like, it's like Marvel superhero level also like meets crouching tiger hidden dragon like level stunts where he's like flying through the air yes. off of one leap and then lands <laughs> down inside of the crowd and then the crowd is like yes. subsuming him and he manages to like rip everybody's arms backwards and then pop up out of the crowd. He clean leaps over like a fence. He like jumps up to the top of some scaffolding basically off. Yeah. Like off one jump. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like these people are Dominic Toretto, fucking Steve Rogers level superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, the whole first watch, I had this feeling like I'm I'm missing something. Like I'm definitely missing like some cultural context. And I thought it was just because I didn't know Bollywood very well, but it was more because these are both based off of actual freedom fighters. And so they are actually taking the fact that these two freedom fighters have about three or four years where they went off the radar in like similar regions to like make up this whole tale of them being like besties and it like, like bolstering their fight to like go back and like, you know, liberate their regions separately and in kind of like a simultaneous moment that happened. So this in, is historical fiction, a la like Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they go out of their way in the beginning of the movie yeah. to have this statement where yes. they're like, "Oh, please, yes, let's talk about this." Where they're like, "This is not in any way based on any real place or person." I literally paused it. I did too. The person, I was like, "What is?" And this? I like rolled up to the TV <laughs> yeah. because my the print is so it's small, so tiny. Yeah. And they're like, this is not meant in any way to resemble any historical figure or real person. <laughs> it's like a fucking four line paragraph. Like, it's a lot of text. It is. Um, and I was like, why is this happening? And I realized now, like, that's why. Because they are really depicting, like, historical figures. And they are really depicting the, like, brutality and, like, indifference and, like, just destruction that the fucking British wrought mm-hmm. so casually. And I, th- I think they're displaying it in a way that is very like real to my understanding, but they're also trying not to offend anyone. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't want to read any of the articles before we had our discussion mm-hmm. I mean I read one the one that I mentioned earlier where the person was arguing that it was a a romance film between two macho men um, I read that one but there was another article that I saw just the headline of that was like this is like a gross misrepresentation of history or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there were definitely some, mm-hmm. some angry posts and I'm wondering if you have any perspective on that. Like what makes you say that it yeah. is based on historical figures? Well, I mean, just because I, I, I mean, cause it is the two, the two people's names are those figures names. And they're like basing it off parts of their lives. I read it in the the director's intentions of like the story, mm-hmm. um, and he him really wanting to to like take this missing moment in both these people's lives and like weave them together and try and like unify the idea of like why all these simultaneous fights were happening and like that was part of his intention. I understand why someone. I also read about how some people were unhappy because there is an ability to read queerness into this story. Right. right. And like there are some people that are really unhappy about that and they're really uncomfortable with the like thin uh, barrier between like what is this kind of heavy romantic heterosexual love and what is this potentially like queer love that mm-hmm. is being depicted here. And I think it's just because there is such a dearth of like two masculine men 
having any kind of affection on screen, then of course queer people are going to latch on to this in a way that makes them feel good, but it makes some other people feel uncomfortable because these were real people. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, I don't think someone's saying it was a misrepresentation of history means that these weren't based off of historical figures. I think they maybe were unhappy with how these historical figures are being represented. So, okay. So I took them at their word when I read that paragraph that they're like, this is not based on anything, but it was. Yeah. So S.S. Rajamuli was quoted as saying, I was interested in the coincidence of these two freedom fighters, both born in Andhra Pradesh and present day Telangana at the turn of the 20th century. They left their respective homes and disappeared for three, four years, and then came back to fight against the oppressors. But their modus operandi was the same. They were striking police stations, taking away the guns, arming the people, and inspiring the people. Unfortunately, they both died at the hands of the British in the same way. But they never met. I thought, what if, I, what if we make them meet? Create a rift between them, and then make each other inspire the other. And that was on his, like, genesis of the, the story. Uh, and I think that that made the the final act, the final performance make the most sense to me, because when when they started going through the kind of like cultural and ethnic groups within India and their leaders in that song, they kind of shout out a lot of the leaders and the groups. And I was right. Like, I was noticing that. Yeah, I was like, OK, there's there is there's definitely this layer here that I'm missing. And I think the layer is that they're trying to like tell an inspirational story about the like unity of different regions of this like place that has not always been unified mm-hmm. and still like deals with a lot of cultural divides. Right. So I think that is the, like the layer that's in there also. And that last song felt like a love story that was trying to be like, we are all one fighting culture that had like did this great thing of like getting the fucking British out and like reclaiming our, our space. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. That, cool. I, I like that about it, but I definitely see why, if you're somebody who like isn't comfortable with historical fiction, like if you're not somebody who it's easier to make, uh, I think grandiose historical fiction about things like Hitler, Hmm. because Mm -hmm. it's very easy to say a bunch of people want to go kill Hitler. And that's not an idea or a plot that like is going to upset anyone that you you will fucking want to deal with. Right. So, I think exactly. it's, it's much more fraught, yeah, to say, here are these two very masculine historical figures, and they fucking love each other. <laughs> I think, like, not everyone is down to handle that. I think that's fucking cool, mm-hmm. right? But I can see how some people would be like, ew, don't do that to my, like, you know, historical icon. Right. Don't, like, put him in some fan fiction, which is essentially what historical fiction is. It's just, like, taking real things and being like, well, what if they did this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is fan fiction. So, like, I I can see why some people would not be down. Yeah, that makes sense. The other very long message that they had in it was about how no animals were harmed and all of the animals were computer generated. That was the second opening message. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay. And then once I saw the animals, I was like, well, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) I was not remotely surprised. Yeah. It was a fully cartoon wolf. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not somebody who can just like give in to the ridiculousness of a movie, I can also see how this could like not be very fun. But like if you if you want some camp, if you want some extremity in your like in your movies and your storytelling, it's it's going to give it to you at any angle. It's got the romance. It's got the action. It's got 
like hilarious long montages with extremely literal songs. Can we talk about their meet cue or like how please. they how they meet? I would love to. Um. Okay. So this indigenous freedom fighter beam and this also indigenous freedom fighter but with the guise of being a cop moving up through the ranks of the British Raj um, happened to meet about a mile apart from each other around a bridge and a river just as a train that is going over the bridge explodes. Yes. And a little boy who is <laughs> on a boat in the river. A single capsized boat. Yet gets knocked, gets capsized, knocked asunder. And then he's just in the water surrounded by like gas and fire and water. <laughs> and he's trapped. Um and then our two heroes yes. who they solidify represent fire and water. Yes. <laughs> um, they somehow with sign language that they just understand between the two of them across uh -huh. a mile without having met ever before. They just start doing these gestures to each other. They like clap hands and like rotate the wrists around and like and then like cross their arms. Wakanda forever <laughs> yeah. at one point. And then and then they're like, yeah, I got it. And all of a sudden they have this plan. Fully coordinated. Where they are both going to like tie ropes to themselves and somehow orbit ricochet around it's very hard to describe. It's complex martial one is, arts. One is on a horse. Yes. One is on a motorcycle. So A montage that, or a motif that repeats. Yes, will stay with us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, they, they attach with a rope. They swing over the edge of the bridge. They somehow grab the boy and a flag. They dip the flag in the water. They pass the boy and the flag across to one another. Uh, one takes the boy and flies away from the fire. The other one wraps themselves in the Indian flag, which has the poem on a freedom poem written on it um, and goes into the fire. Then they're safe and they save the boy. And then they literally run toward each other underwater while a song begins singing about their friendship and whether or not it can survive all of their opposition. But they don't they also have a moment in the air where they swing in and like hold oh, hands. That's how they yes, that's how they exchange names. Opposite they, one another. Mm -hmm, yes. They, they hold hands and then they drop into the water and then they run toward each other underwater. Uh and thus begins a insane montage where we learn that Raj is in town to try and find Beam, actually. Um because they well, to find Beam's brother or cousin or no, something. Beam. Oh, right. He's trying to get him so he can get elected to special forces. Right. Because they because the British forces know that Beam is coming for the, his sister from the village. And Beam's trying to find his sister. So they're literally in town on opposing like purposes mm -hmm. as they are like falling completely in love with one another um we get montages of them doing their opposing jobs up to and including beam feeding these animals he's catching and raj getting a sketch done of beam basically that doesn't look much like beam thankfully uh that was the sketch of the guy that he met at the meeting 
the one that put his hand on his shoulder and was like, are you serious about killing the governor? That was oh. a person who was working with Beam, who I think is like from Beam's village. Oh, OK, OK, OK. But was a different guy because Raj or yeah, he, they do call him they Raju call him Ra- uh, and Ram. But anyway, he goes to a meeting yeah. of like rebels, basically. Right. And he proposes killing the governor. And then that guy comes up to him and says, were you serious about killing the governor? But then when he's trying to sneak him past the cops, one of them salutes him and that tips off the other guy. Yeah. That he's a cop. And then he's been chasing after him ever since. Because okay, okay, okay. he knows his secret. But Beam would have known him. Yes. And right. Beam does know him. Because, yeah, there's a moment in that in that montage where... Uh, Ram goes to like show beam the the sketch and it like blows away in the wind just at the right moment uh, so he can't see it and he like gets all muddy mm-hmm. um, and so they never quite find out that they're working at opposite purposes as they like become enamored with one another and they run beside trains and they jump and smoke and they race down beautiful vistas in their with their bike and horse side by side just beaming at one another uh <laughs> Rom does a bunch of pull-ups on a tree and it's like, come on, man, I bet you can do some pull-ups. And Beam's like, no, man. But then next we see him with Rom on his shoulders and he's doing squats with his buddy <laughs> on his shoulders and they're having so much fun. Um, they just, it's fucking amazing and hilarious. And so <laughs> it comes to pass that uh, Beam is enamored with uh, a worker at the house of where Molly, the little girl, is being kept. Uh, and he finds that out while he's trying to hang out with her and figure out how to communicate. It's a, I don't love this. Isn't uh, she the niece of the governor? Okay. I couldn't quite figure that out. Mm-hmm. I went back and forth between she worked there or she was related to them distantly. No, she's uh, the niece because she says my uncle. My uncle. Okay. So the niece of the governor. Uh... And I'm just like, come on, man. You know. You know what you're doing here. And and the romance is very love, actually, because they can't communicate with each other. Oh, my uh, God. And I is. didn't enjoy that part of that. I was uh, I was like, what is what is happening? You're, like, looking at all the other rich women with suspicion because you know they might have your, your sister, but not this one? For why? For what? To be honest, I never actually thought that he was interested in her. Okay, you thought it was subterfuge the whole time? Yep. Because he keeps asking, like, can I go to your house? Can I go to your house? And it's because he knows that his sister is there. Yeah. And when he notices her, like, the guy's like, oh, yeah, you think she's pretty? And he's like, yeah, she is pretty. And then, but the reason why he's noticing her is because he thinks that if he gets close to her, yeah. then he will She'll be able to something. get Malie. Okay. Um, that was my impression. Yeah, I I thought it was like cross purposes. Like, it was for that, but he also was like getting enamored. Um, I think she the, was enamored with him. You think she was enamored with him? Mm-hmm. I I can definitely see that. Cause yeah, the and then she showed up at the dance number at the end, and I was like, what is she doing here? <laughs> She's in like she sings she quote unquote sings she definitely lip syncs somebody else's voice for one line uh, in the final dance and I I was startled uh, I know I have noticed that too I was like all right 
<laughs> that I think that partially convinced me that she was supposed to be part of the, all the love in this film. Um, I really think that they put her, Jenny, and the other woman, Sita, in there just to be like light sandwich between Beam and Rom because the romance between Beam and Rom is like so evident and they were like okay these are like from what I was reading to censor approved ways of showing affection between men yeah there are different things that like could symbolize more or that like maybe they would have done something else yeah. if not for censorship um and the women feel like they're kind of like put in there to be like the, you know, buffer in between them because they don't really serve a purpose. They don't really have developed relationships with the men. Like we see the men's relationship with each other. We follow that. Mm-hmm. It's like but the- their heterosexual love interests, <clears throat> we don't actually see their feelings building at all yeah no i i can definitely believe that the whole situation with the niece was just subterfuge that's not hard for me to to believe that i i could only take notes of like the highlights because Mm -hmm. of what you were saying like there's so much visually happening even in like kind of calmer moments like the screen is kind of always full of people which a lot of movies aren't lately because of like coronavirus uh restrictions around filming and how much more difficult it's become uh this movie started filming in 2018 oh wow and it stopped i think in 2021 and so they had a lot of stops and starts because of coronavirus and it came out a lot later than they planned almost didn't want to take notes but i also was like this is so long i'm not gonna remember all of this i'm not gonna remember everything so we go from meeting we realizing where molly is and we get is that when rom uh, first finds out about Beam being against his purposes when he first attacks before the end of the first act. We get the title card of them like clasped hands. Right. Well, I believe that Rom captures that guy that he was after who was the guy that he talked to in yes. the meeting. And then that guy finds a poisonous snake and captures that snake with his hands while he's handcuffed and manages to chuck this poisonous snake at Rom and then the snake bites him midair and the guy's like the British don't have any fucking cures for that snake good luck and then Rom very calmly is like, okay, I'm cutting your ties. Go live your life. Yeah, like, um, I'm just going to let myself die here. Yeah, and then he stumbles to Beam, who's like, I have to heal you. And it is while Rom is, like, recovering right, on the right. antidote that Beam confesses to him, I actually have this other purpose. My name is not Akhtar. I am not Muslim. I'm actually from this gone tribe and I'm trying to free my sister and the governor has her and he assumes that Rom would be sympathetic would be to down this with that. Yeah. plight 
And then when he is in the middle of his mission, which I'm sorry, can we talk about how he accomplishes getting into the governor's? This is where all the animals come back. Yes. (laughs) We get a shot of a bunch of animals and Beam being released from the side of this truck. And they're all flying through the air. And Beam has a, a fucking like torch in each hand and he's just beating the animals back so they'll go attack the house yep they drive this armored truck like (laughs) through the gates knock over a bunch of cars on their way and then bust open the doors and out pops beam and some tigers and wolves and panthers about like a dozen animals a buck. Yeah. <laughs> and they just proceed to destroy uh, this house. Yep. <laughs> Pretty dope. It kind of reminded me of the scene in Cabin in the Woods yeah. when like all of the monsters come out of the elevators yes. and just start eating all of the like fucked up workers of yeah. that space. Yeah, it felt very much like that. And, and Beam gets... It's Molly. No. No. Not yet. He tries. And then. Raj shows up. And then Raj shows up. They Mm -hmm. lock the gates and Raj shows up with like. And we get the full fire fire. and water fight. There's an exploded fountain. (laughs) (laughs) There are things. There are rockets and fireworks go off for some fucking reason. Oh, my God. My God. They have like this fight, an anime level battle of like elemental forces wrapping around one another fully in this moment. Also, I will say I really like how much legs are involved in the fight style of this movie. You really see people's thighs wrapping around people's necks a lot. Clench. Yeah, Yeah. And like. Spinning someone around while they're like planking on yeah. on the air yeah. while they're like holding on to you with their thighs. Like a lot of that. There's a lot of just sort of impressive sexual acrobatics that are happening where I'm like, this is this is advanced and very intriguing Appreciate and it. looks cool when you're fighting. <laughs> oh, my God. So. Then we get that's how we kind of get to our first intermission is uh, actually. Yeah, they they both go to jail in this movie. Uh, Beam going away for attacking the governor's mansion. Mm -hmm. And so we open the second part with that. And we've got. Oh, God. Yeah. The whipping scene. Oh, my God. It's probably the next big scene Mm -hmm. in which the governor's wife is like, you know what? That one flail you're using, that's not hardcore enough. Here, have this one covered in spikes. Oh, my uh, God. And makes Rom beat the shit out of Beam, basically. Mm-hmm. How did Beam get out of that? Beam sings a song oh that God. is like yes. an ancestral soul song of right. his people. That wakes up the people. And it's so beautiful. His blood is like pouring onto the ground into the dirt. And he's like, yes, my blood is like a gift for the earth. And yes. he's singing. And it's 
so deep. And also he's singing about his name in this like religious and ancestral way that is like referring to beam of legend as well as his own name. Um, And then all of the people are just like incensed as he finishes his song and finally passes out with fatigue all the people rush up and a riot starts and it's it's how Rom realizes that because he's his mission has been undercover to arm his people right Mm -hmm. and so he's like the only way I can do it is to get to weapons as an officer of the law of this law and then he's like this moment made me realize that a song can weaponize the people and uh, it's so beautiful and dope. Yeah. It's really good shit. We didn't even talk about the dance scene that came. Oh my God. Before that. Oh my God. (laughs) How do we fly past Natu Natu? Okay. So in the trying to get to the niece's house, uh, they go to a party that's there and at this party, there are uh, bland and stodgy white dudes trying to dance. Um, and one of them gets mad that the niece wants to dance with Akhtar at the time. Or Jenny, yeah. Jenny wants to dance with Beam. Beam so, is going by Akhtar at this time. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So dude tries to taunt Beam by tripping him and then dancing a bunch of black ass dances. Like black and brown people's dances and being like, what do you brown people know about art? (laughs) Don't you know how to do swing dancing? (laughs) Don't you know how to do flamenco? It's like, sir, (laughs) you are literally only naming black and brown dances. Um, One of my favorite moments when I was like, this film is for me uh, was when he starts Jake, I believe uh, the white guy at the party starts doing swing dance and we cut to like one of the few black people we see in the entire film just shaking his head like damn dude that was terrible (laughs) i know i loved that they showed the like black guy in the band empathizing with the indian guys also man no not this man trying to swing dance yeah um it was fantastic uh and then we get to the song that i think believe is now Emmy Award, Emmy nominated or whatever, Oscar nominated. Oh, uh, for I original knew that, song. I knew they were nominated for an Oscar for something. Yeah, but. I believe it's for original song. Uh, for not to not to. Uh, so we get this dance number that is so large and so high energy. Um, it is incredible. <laughs> I don't even know if it would be possible to do live, but I would love to see it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like the best version of a dance off that there is because this white guy is bragging and naming all these dances and saying, you don't know anything about dance. And then, uh, Ram comes in, in beams, like support and aid and just starts drumming and gets them gets him to start dancing and he says do you know the desi notch and of course this man does not know that dance um and 
it's the best dance I've ever seen. I was yeah. really into it. It's fucking up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone just like dances until they fall down. Yeah. And uh, Rom lets Beam win uh, to get Jenny's affection. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. So jumping forward to where we were. Uh, so we talked about the beating mm-hmm. gets away. What leads to Rom being in prison? Um, so Rom, I'm trying to remember the exact moment when Rom like is like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, He determines to free Beam from being hanged because he beats Beam, right? He's forced to beat Beam. Mm -hmm. And then after that, Beam is being taken back to prison and then they're planning on having him be hung the next day. So while Rom is still undercover as a cop, he arranges... To have Beam be hung on the shores of the Yumna River. Well, the the river that we start with in the beginning where they had met, right. actually. And in, he knows that Beam's people have a connection to that spot. And he's like, this is where we're going to have him escape. So he is like orchestrating the hanging as if he just wants the hanging to go well and that's what the governor thinks but he's actually planning it so that beam can escape and he's planning to bring is it molly or molly 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 yeah so he's planning to bring her to beam as well so that they can both escape and it's like once the British officers and the guard or whatever realize that he's fighting against them to support Beam and Malie's escape is when he gets arrested. Right. Because he ends up taking, again, does a wild leg move um, and holding back like five guards to With let like all of his limbs. Literally every limb is like hooked around a guard to hold them all down. Uh, so that Molly and Beam can get away. And there's like this long shot of him like impossibly holding down all these men and staring off wistfully as they like run over a hillside. Right. Because at this point, Beam now knows that Raj works for the British, but he doesn't understand why Yeah, Ram has been doing this. So he still is like angry and thinks that they're enemies. Yes. Yeah, so decided that they are enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, so this leads to Rom being in prison uh, and Beam and Mali trying to get away. And they run into Sita, who is Rom's love from his village. Mm-hmm. Now, Sita accidentally tells Beam Rom's whole backstory uh, which includes being trained by his father um, and basically going to work for the British under the real goal of, yeah, getting guns and starting a, revol- a revolution. 
Um, and Beam is so struck and so upset and feels like they are of the same cause. Um, and how could he have not known that, of course, his brother was of the same cause of him this whole time. Um, and he goes back and he promises Sita he's going to go back uh, and and bring Ron back to her. So now we go into like the, the huge final fucking battle that is nuts. Uh, <laughs> B manages to find Rom like underground in an underground fucking cell by like hammering on the ground and like listening for him. Which um, was, I found very exciting and moving. Yes. He's like banging on the ground and then Rom is banging back. They basically echolocate each other. Yeah. Um, and then in a true fucking Dominic Toretto superhero movie, he rips the fucking hinges off the door of this fucking prison and then flips him up onto his shoulders. Uh, and so we're back. We, we, we throw back to their friendship montage of Rom being on Beam's shoulders. And here we are again in the final battle. Rom's all fucked up from being in this tiny cage. Yeah. And, and so he throws, he's on fucking Beam's shoulders. And then they fight like that for a good five minutes. Rom has a sh- <laughs> it's like I can I can describe it and that I cannot describe it. It's my it's kind of like a dream of mine. It's like <laughs> when I imagine myself in the zombie apocalypse, I picture something like this where Rom is astride beam shoulders and then he has two like long shotgun like barrel gun muskets i don't know he has two long guns coming out from each arm and he's somehow shooting them both one-handed he's shooting them both one-handed and sometimes multiple angles sometimes he'll do backflips where he'll still hold on with his thighs yes but be shooting backwards as beam is doing a backflip at one point at one point (sighs) they jump up they do one of their superhero leaps and it is <laughs> Rom's arms that flips them both up onto Beam's feet. Yep. They scale like a water tower together they do. or whatever. They do. Um, <laughs> it's their love that unites them. It keeps them. It turns. They basically fucking. They, they become a transformer. They do a fusion dance. It's, it's big shit. They become a giant woman. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> they do. And so. <laughs> Then <laughs> I can't forget. <laughs> I I I laugh because this movie genuinely overwhelms me with pleasure. Um, it's so good. Uh, it overwhelmed me with pleasure too. I spent most of the movie just with my mouth open, just agape. Yeah, just staring open mouthed. Like, wow, this is this is cinema like this is what movies are made to do and i say this as like a deeply campy motherfucker who loves loud shiny things so like this movie was just really doing it for me um and then we we end with another very literal song of exalting uh reem reem that's my my ship name for them you just yeah you just ship their names (laughs) ram and beam kind of fight through the forest uh, in their with their weapons and like to get out of there to get them both out of there we've got uh, Ram and his like orange with his 
uh, full face paint on and hair all out and he's good on his feet again and he's like shooting grenades off of arrows and shit. And he's dressed like Rama. Right. So he's like representing his namesake. Yes. As like the god Rama, Prince Rama. Yes. And it's based off of also like a statue that they go to pray to in the woods. There's like a little like yeah. estuary and like well, I think, and and uh like totem to that god in the woods there. And yeah, so they uh, they, they go to pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both take on um the like dress and manner yes. of the gods that they're named after cuz beam for. comes out with a javelin and rom comes out with arrows and yeah so yeah uh, yeah and then they're yeah leaping through the woods and shooting through the woods and yeah it's that is like the and then we cut to uh, i don't remember what happens before we go to the full fucking dance number that has the like final endings inside of it there's kind of just like the reunion of Rom and his people and he brings all the guns to them and we see them get those yeah that happens during the dance number oh it does okay do we see just like him and Sita reunite we'd see that so yeah but that fight happens every night and then we get the big dance number and Sita is like very front and center with Rom and Beam through this dance number we cut to yeah uh, them getting back to the village with all the guns. We at one point cut to Molly and Beam getting back to the village. Um, Where we see her mother. And I yes. thought her mother was dead in the beginning. I thought her mother was dead too. They, they heavily imply in the beginning that her mother has been like beaten to death. Um, but I guess she just got knocked the fuck out. I'm uh, really glad that she's yeah, alive. I was very me relieved too. to see her. I was very pleased to see that she was not dead. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that's that three-hour movie, and I, I fucking loved it. That dance number at the end was fucking fantastic. I, I don't know. I don't think it was better than Natu Natu, but it was pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, it was really good. I am very interested because, you know, when you look up this movie or like even the way it's listed on Netflix, it's like action adventure or action drama or whatever. So I would like to know why does this feel like a romance movie to you in the like genre of romance? Well, in my in my pushing of the genre boundaries, I I wanted to pick a movie that was like a bromance movie. I think that Hollywood has tried a lot to like make these movies about like like cis straight men loving each other and like needing one another. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that in a lot of ways, because this movie is taking like a more bouncy, colorful, campy style, it almost kind of gets there easier. Um, it's not as like kind of saccharine or try hard to me as something like an, I love you man or, or mm-hmm. that kind of movie that kind of, there were a lot of them in like the two thousands, early two thousands, I'd say uh, at least a few of them. So I picked it because I was wanting to, yeah, pick a bromance movie. And I thought this was the best one I'd seen in a really long time. Even if you try to take the queer read out of it, it still is just like about two dudes that like are fucking inspired by each other. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it felt very queer to me. It felt like yeah, they were going to kiss at any moment, but they just... They weren't doing that with anyone. It's not like they kissed the women either. Right. Right. Like, nobody was kissing. <laughs> there was no kissing in this movie. Yeah, so... As we say, real-life Karamum Beam was born 1900, died around 1940. And the real Alori Sitarama Raju was born about 1897 and died around 1924. Mm. Well. Yeah, so there was, like, many layers also of Political figures, religious figures, mm-hmm. tribal figures, mm-hmm. all being like layered onto each other. Yeah. So I I think it was really an interesting attempt. To, yeah. And, and I think that the final song also plays this idea of like how to like hold and bind the stories together of so many disparate people. Mm-hmm. And I think the story is like trying to do that. So in a way, it's like it's a reach. It's like a such a reach and extension of like romantic gesture of like a story to a people mm. in I think in Rajamuli's like intentions and everything I've read about them so I think that has kind of made me like double down on being like yeah in the way this movie is like doing too many things like in too many ways it's kind of a romance movie it's like and it, it's a romance movie the way that only like a macho men will like take it is in this like we fight together we like fight for our cause together like that kind of intensity is is what's holding it's a container for like attachment mm-hmm. in some ways um so i don't know that those are all my overthought reasons yeah no i like it i just kind of like experienced it and as i was experiencing it i was reading it through a romance lens like seeing and there was a lot of romantic tropes in it too like they have a fundamental misunderstanding because they're working on opposite sides and they don't know each other's real reason for working on opposite sides yes and then they have to be opposed to each other and then it hurts them to hurt each other and then they like have a sudden realization or someone else tells them the truth and then they run to one another's side you know so all the structure of a romance movie is is definitely there Mm -hmm. i definitely experienced all of that and also just honestly just the montages of them like falling in love (laughs) with each other of just like gonna be like Obviously, the like, I'm riding on your shoulders and you're doing squats is hilarious. Spectacular. Also, the like motorcycle and horse side by side. Next level. uh, Running next to a train. Jumping into an explosion of mist. Yeah, just running through fields together. Yeah. Generally just holding hands and laughing. At one point, they like approach a pen of goats and one goat has gotten out. And Beam goes to pick up the goat and Ram is like so excited they're going to help these goats. And then a, a young sheep herder comes out and like shoes them away. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the montage <laughs> of is. their friendship. While this whole song is playing that's yes. like, will a volcano and a storm be able to like 
work it out together will it end in bloodshed or will their hearts merge as one yeah (laughs) it's fucking romantic (laughs) it's quality shit um so yeah uh that's why i picked it i love that it's uh, in this lane uh hell yeah i so i picked it so what are we rating it out of oh my god um i don't know if i'm ready I don't know if I'm ready to rate it. Do you have something else you want to say? Yeah, just that just that Ram is so hot. That's all I want to say. Cool. Just like even that mustache. I was about that. I'm not usually into that style of mustache, but it really worked. It suits him. Yeah. Pull it off. Mm hmm. Yeah. Cool. I really like the way he flew through the air. (laughs) It was great. Um. Okay. I almost feel like because tigers were such a like ah. beautiful yeah. symbol in okay. it, and like Beam gets called a tiger a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. So I want to rate it out of tigers. Great. So out of seven tigers, what would you rate this film? Out of seven tigers, I would rate RRR seven out of seven tigers. <laughs> I have to agree. I got to give it seven out of seven tigers. This this shit is next level. I just, it's, it is fanciful. It is absurd. It is like playing with history in a way that I think is very fucking fun and cool. I, I like aesthetically, love everything it's doing like i it's doing the fucking like yeah crouching tiger hidden dragon level of like leaping and like grandiose kind of like sweeping fights um the choreography is stunning in the fights and in the dancing like every it's just it's the most expensive telugu movie ever made Mm. 72 million um the first one to use some of the like most modern camera technology that's like permeated Hollywood stuff. It, it looks beautiful. It's like a beautiful looking film also. Yeah, it is. They really succeeded also in making colonialism seem like super evil yeah. and absurd. Yeah. And preposterous. Like clownish and yeah. evil. Yeah. Which I love. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you can make it really obviously like absurd and bad and like dangerous, everything they were doing. Um, and the way they really hammered home the dignity of being from the forest and yes. from the jungle. Yes. I loved yes. so much. They put so much fucking honor on, on the idea of like these indigenous people like being the spark that started the rebellion. Mm-hmm that freed their country and like that that is like a central part of what this story is trying to say like it's just so good yeah (laughs) it's on netflix uh if you're one of those netflix people you should watch it it's fucking amazing um but for now that's us ciao thank you for listening New Moon Movie Night will be taking time off. Check out the South Seattle Emerald for more of Saira and Neve's writing and reviews.